Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know, where it is just us three hosts. Yeah, being special, woo! Alright, I'm Zane C. Weber and with me at the table is... Special Miranda! (laughs) Julie! (laughs) Just average everyday Julie. (laughs) And we're here to do an episode on Witches of Eastwick, which we have all just participated in during the 24-hour musical project. And it was an experience. (laughs) Wasn't it just? (laughs) Not a success, an experience? It was a success, but it was also an experience. Yes, it was. Um, And I I feel like I have to apologise to the listeners because we did promise them a live episode. um, A series of sections and segments. It was my job during the 24 hours to do the segments and uh, no matter how many times Zane said to me, that's not going to happen. I said, yeah, it is. I can do it. I'm not doing anything else. Um, I got one done and we've linked it in the show notes. So yep. uh, you can check out the super fast plot that super Zane did, plot. but we are going to recap that today. Yeah. Um, and you can also check out the history of the show. So we're not going to do history today. We're going to skip history. We're going to skip it because I did it. I it's sat there. down in the foyer while soundcheck was happening over the 24 hours and uh, – uh, spoke to you about the sad history, in fact, that it Witches of Eastwick has never made it to Broadway. But um, I, it's a better show than that. It deserves a run and uh, hopefully it'll still happen. I think, think? I think it is a show that will get one of those never-been-on-Broadway revivals. I hope so. Yeah, like Little Shop and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's get straight into it with the plot. And Julie, Julie was in the show. Julie was Gina Marino <laughs> in the show. Uh, Gina is one of the the gossipy uh, towns ladies in the show. So, uh, what was the show about, Julie? Uh, um, okay, in the <laughs> beginning, we have three ladies that want to create the perfect. A wish for a perfect man. And they all say the things they would really like. And then fucking ding dong. Doorbell rings. There's no doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in the show? <laughs> I wasn't in this part of the show. It's, it's in, actually in... a point of the plot that he never knocks on a door. He just arrives in their house. Okay, well, big flash of lightning. <laughs> Dude appears. True. Whenever there's magic happening, lightning and thunder. Dude appears. Yeah. Uh, dude tries to seduce 
successfully all three women. Correct. Yes. Um, and then, oh, oh, Alex, one of the three women has a son called Michael. Yep. Yes. Um, who is in love with um, my bestie, Felicia's, uh, who is the town pain in the butt. Um, who is her daughter, Jennifer. Correct. Yes. So Felicia is kind of like head of the Preservation Society, which is like yeah. the, the the mayor without being mayor and head gossip, yes. busybody around town. Head Stepford wife. Correct. Okay. And, and just head. to recap, the three girls are Alex, Alex Suki, Suki, and, and Jane. Jane. And they are the single ladies in this oh, town where... You know, being married and having a perfect pickup. Yes, yes. Is, and so they're is the norm. They're the other women because each of them in the start is sleeping with another married. Woman. <gasps> Don't remind me, I'm still mad about it. <sighs> well, one of them isn't sleeping with the man that she's seeing because she, he's gay. I believe. Wait, which I one know, is that's that? A, that's a very. It's very varies to the side. It's like a couple plot. lines here and there. There's a lot of stuff in this show, like going through and talking to everyone. That um, when we first opened up packs, and we've got a little about your character, um, and talking to everyone and finding out what their backstory was. The backstory slash like never has anything to do with the show. Literally, only <laughs> our names have anything to do with the but show. That, that's all in the script. So. Which is so odd. So mine, Gina Marino's was Joe's wife, uh, belt soprano with good head tones on mixed 30s. Joe's wife is very sexy character. That never came into play because oh, hello. It did. it did. I saw it. Because it, it was the only one wearing pants on stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, big Felician crony. So they even made up like a whole term oh, there. Yeah. The Felicians <laughs> were known for their cronyism. <laughs> it sounds... <laughs> Not like what they do, though, does it, really? And then um, one of the Felicia trio volunteers in the library, nothing to do with the show, and has the hots for Toby also nothing to do with the show. But yeah, I did, but I, I, I slipped about... it in there, if, if you guys noticed. I had a little moment with Tony. Did you find out who was Toby in the car? I did. Okay, so you knew more about Toby yeah. than any of the other main <laughs> characters, is that? Correct. Good, good. Well, that's good. That shows that you're doing your research. I did like, know what, I congratulations. Did what was written and what was asked of me, Zane. Yeah. Anyway. And I think from the writer's perspective and why all the random information is included in the character descriptions. Is um, case the director doesn't do their job? Possibly. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it is about giving everyone in the show there isn't just an ensemble who stand around in the background they're supposed to all have their own thing going on and that could should be said for every show ever you'd want to there's hope. no such thing as a walk on and sing but ensemble. also what it does is it fosters that like oh who are you what are you doing what's going on like that yeah because well, that's the whole exact, ensemble is meant to exactly be exactly what we did we yeah. were yeah. finding out who each other were <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. So where do I get up to? Okay, so Michael the three and three ladies have been seduced. Three, three ladies, ladies have been seduced. Michael and Jennifer are the hots for each other. Um, then we have Felicia and Clyde. Clyde. Did it? Remembered it. Clyde is super unhappy, downtrodden, being um, stepped all over by Felicia. Uh, They're and married. Just they are married. And as Zane mentioned before, Felicia is like town dudess. Doing it all. 
Get yep. into everyone's business. I, that's not a direct quote, but I'll, I'll back that up. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Um, okay. All right. So and what happens? pretty much the end of Act 1, except Is for... Uh, oh, that they the, fly. You're welcome. Well, well they, they practice some magic. Daryl teaches the, oh, yes. the witches. How to, how to do some magic. magic. So he has a hat? A cookie jar. A cookie jar. Who knows? It's something... He also has a hat, but that's yeah. got nothing to do it's with It's round magic. and you can put stuff in it. And then they start throwing stuff into this cookie jar. And as they throw the stuff into the cookie jar, it comes out Felicia's mouth. Yeah. So it starts off just a little bit of a light, vindictive, Sort of Choking. punishment yeah. <laughs> of Felicia, and that's and then Daryl makes them fly, and they fly around the stage and auditorium, and that absolutely happened for everyone who didn't come <laughs> to the show. Uh, we had a massive flying rig out over the audience. They swooped down, and everyone screamed and laughed. It was wonderful. End of Act One. I feel like I'm being um, lied to. It, yeah, <laughs> didn't we? Didn't fly anyone over <laughs> like, the audience? I looked up, and I swear to God, there was no fly. <laughs> no, no. Um, but it, I'd be interested to see how, <laughs> sorry, the dog's just rearranging the microphone set up here. I'd be interested to see how particularly, um, amateur productions deal with that. Yeah. yeah. How many different solutions there are for making those three girls fly. All of them. We talked about a lot of options and in 24 hours, most of them were unsafe. So we yeah. had to just go with. We'll just should we just get a trampoline and make him jump? I look. <laughs> I I don't. I don't want to spoil the process, but at one point the leading contender was pole dancing. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Yep. Yeah, that was. But we figured Zane? out we couldn't. We that was your anywhere. Um, brain baby. <laughs> I don't like it. We talked about skateboards. We talked about car jacks. Car jacks. We, we talked, talked about, about seesaws. Um, <laughs> we talked about uh, like perspex um, floors. Floors coming out of the. It, would, it was all just too complicated. So knowing now what happened, we went with dry ice. Knowing just, what happened, all those ideas a little bit ridiculous for twenty four <laughs> hours. Just FYI, guys. Yes. I mean, we we knew came that. to That's that conclusion. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Like, I think doing the show in a traditional way, you could be when more you have creative. All the options, yeah. yeah. What was done was very effective. It was great. They were flying on the clouds, guys. If, if we had had a, like a couple more hours to rehearse just that, it would have. I would have been more happy with it. But you know, it, it looks that's great. part of the project. Yeah, it, it looked a lot never better. Never saw it. <laughs> it. It looked a lot better than the dress rehearsal. Oh, don't even talk to me about the dresser hazel. <laughs> um, okay, let's get on to okay, act two. So act two begins with another night at Daryl's. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remembered where his song went. Um, so they're all going for a little rendezvous at yeah. Dazz's. Well, it's just Alex kind of saying like, I probably shouldn't be doing this, but it's real fun. So let's just keep doing it. I like how this is the one. She's like, I probably shouldn't be doing this. Um, He's single. Uh, the rest of the guys you sleep with are not. It's true. Just saying. But I, I think what they're addressing is that he's obviously bad news. Yeah. And obviously. He, <laughs> and it's the three girls have at this point accepted the fact that all three of them are sharing this guy. Yeah, so they're in a four-way relationship. Probably should mention that Daryl is kind of the devil, but kind of not. In the musical, he's almost 
explicitly not the devil, but he definitely has some sort of relationship with the devil. So devil adjacent. Yeah. Devil adjacent. <laughs> is it his first line is speak of the devil and uh, up he pops. pops. Yeah. And then, but then he says, uh, devil may care or some, something like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they go for an added dazzers. Is that when I don't know? Is that when they start to torture Felicia more? Is that there? No. So so they no have idea. they have. There's another night of Daryl's, and then she kind of goes to Daryl, and you can see. And then we have uh, Daryl. Daryl's influence spreading over the men in the town. Oh, yeah. 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 He makes all the men a so little randy. A run in, another run in with Felicia at the local bar or dive. Yeah. Or is Milk it, I think bar. It's, a, it's, a, it's a diner after hours. <laughs> and basically says, hey, guys, you're really not doing much here. So let's, you should really go have sex with everyone. Oh, yeah. And then he, like, like just <laughs> poof. Create some strippers. Yep. Yeah. That's what that's what devils can do, right? That's, that's what happens. Devil Just, adjacent. Yeah. Yeah, well, they click their fingers and, and strippers appear. That sounds fun. Anyway, uh, okay, after that we have something happens and then <laughs> um, fast forward. <laughs> okay, yeah, so after that then Felicia threatens Daryl with legal attacks and then they actually start they, they cast a spell, very similar, cookie jar, things going in. Mm-hmm. But instead of just three little things, it's an entire garbage bin worth of things going oh into my. the cookie jar and out of Felicia. And it uh, it comes to, to a head with Felicia Sings uh, has a breakdown song about oh, how evil spreading song. through the town and no one's paying any attention and everyone should do something about it as she's vomiting these what is is like spiders and coins and candles and just oh and that's where Clyde has that really cute little joke where she spits out like a dollar like a a coin and she's like oh finally she's paid up well okay I actually do know what happens at the end of this song okay so she's Feeling super sick and she's like, oh, Clyde, help me, help me. And then he proceeds to hit her over the head with a pan. Yes. So this is Daryl's kind of, he's just come from Dance with the Devil with Daryl and he's so all he's like, got a little- hey, I'm drunk. You, you making me really the unhappy. the power of manhood. Yep. And-, and like I'm drunk. going to take a frying pan and I'm going to finish so, it. So yeah, so clunk, he hits her over the head, she falls to the floor. He's... Um, being like, oh my god, I'm finally happy. I'm actually, and it's uh, such a beautiful, tiny, teeny, tiny little moment that he gets before uh, Felicia kind of comes to, and while he's kind of leaning over the bench, she grabs his tie, chucks it down the gobbler, turns the gobbler on, boom, and chokes him to dead. Death. Gobbler is that a sorry? Yeah, I call boom. it a gobbler. The garbage disposal. <laughs> What's it actually called? Garbage disposal. Garbage disposal unit, <laughs> aka. Gobbler. <laughs> uh, and once once Felicia's dead, the three ladies are like, no, this is... This it's gone is too far. Too yeah. far. They cut it off with Daryl. Get a little humanity back into yeah. them. Mm. And they go back to his house to get their stuff and he basically, they have this little showdown of like, I've given you everything you wanted. I've given you 
artistic inspiration. I've given you freedom. I've given you your own uh, your own sense of entitlement and this all I want. also where the biggest, blackest hole is in my memory of this. So continue. <laughs> so Alex and Suki are pretty, pretty set on like, no, this is too much. What you give me isn't worth what's happening. But Jane is a little less sure and she's like, I really, this is the first time I've ever had this with someone. And then Daryl pushes it too far again by... I, I guess it, it's it's sort of a, a non-consensual kiss or like an he takes a consensual kiss and pushes it too far and Jane just like, nope, this Sounds is hot. it. And we're all out. And that's when Daryl decides to get his revenge on the ladies. And in doing so, he seduces Jennifer? Jennifer, Felicia's now Felicia's- orphaned daughter. Now, orphan daughter, and then proposes marriage to her. Immediately. Very, Puts a ring on it. Quickly. Because the idea with Daryl is that he just wants children for whatever nefarious purposes. Oh, yeah, because you want to spread the devil. That's yes. good. That's yeah. funny. Lol. Um, <laughs> he does. Daryl makes a very strange speech to the about, three women yeah. about how he wishes he was a woman because he wants to bear children. And it's this really weird moment in the script. When you're reading it, when you're watching it, it just feels a bit icky and wrong. I think that's what it's meant to But maybe be. that's like trying, yeah, to sh- just- trying to show an alien version of, like he he's not of this world. He yeah. doesn't understand that you don't have to be the woman to bear like spawn. Well, it's it's in my in my interpretation of it, it's kind of like these magical people that are born, either the witches or Daryl. Yeah. The women have a certain power set, and the men have a certain power yeah. set. And he wishes that he was a woman, right? But that that is just that's not explicit. That's just Zane's head. Okay, it's just Zane's head. <laughs> All right, so puts a ring on it, and then it's literally one conversation was like, you know, it's time to move on. Do you like kids? She nods. And he's like. And then they're getting married. Good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so and then. Show him the ring. I was in that. Yeah. Yeah. Was there for that. Um, so she shows the townsfolk the ring. Yeah. And then Michael runs in. Yes, Michael's there. And she's had well, a Michael, tiff with Michael, Michael at some has point. Been, well, she got sent away to college with, uh, oh, earlier. Oh, because she got caught kissing Michael caught behind kissing Michael. a shit. Yep. And Michael, yep. under Daryl's influence, has since been distracted by cute young things. Yes. Um. So they're... Yeah. On the rocks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 We've also skipped uh, the weirdest thing in the whole show, which is the device of the little girl. We have. She oh, just yeah. turns up in scene changes randomly throughout the show. To distract. In the first act, and then she you don't see her for ages and ages. You kind of forget that she exists. And then she just turns up again at the second act and suddenly is part of what happens. Yeah. So throughout the whole show she's been carrying this little creepy doll. Faceless oh, doll. stop it. Faceless really? Doll. That was hers. Mm-hmm. That was her creepy no faceless doll. Um, and when she does this random appearance in the second act, the, the three girls turn to her and go, who the hell are you anyway? Shut up. Get off. And she runs off and leaves her little doll there, which is what they use as the voodoo, voodoo doll. doll 
for the wedding scene. Which we're about which to get to. Which we're about to get to. Yes. The because little girl is the narrator, isn't she? The in the beginning. Girl. She narrates what's about to happen. No, no. so she no, comments. No, not really. <laughs> a, lo- a lot of what the little girl says is kind of, she, she uses creepy. the metaphor of chicken little. Yeah. So it's kind of Felicia, what Felicia's saying, oh, something bad's happening. And, and the, in the first act, it's like chicken little said something bad was happening and nothing bad was happening. But in the second act, it was, it's... Something's bad's happening. Everyone's making fun of Chicken Little, but what if Chicken Little's right? It's creepy. Put it that way. <laughs> it is, and uh, we played it up for creep. Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, Michael at that point comes in, does he? So at the wedding scene, uh, before this, both Jennifer and uh, Daryl have had a bit of a sing about their particular intentions, and Jennifer is not sure that this is the best thing to do, but it's what she's going to do. And Daryl's kind of celebrating how great he is, that he's getting everything that he wants into the wedding scene where Jennifer and Daryl are getting married. And the three girls have made the choice that instead of blaming Jennifer for now sleeping with Daryl, they are going to fix Daryl by getting rid of him using the voodoo doll that they got from this uh, little girl. Yeah, so as Jennifer and uh, Daryl are getting married, they're... Stabbing a voodoo Stabbing doll. Stabbing the voodoo doll, blah, blah, blah. He's in pain. What's the one that, oh, they bite it in the crutch and that's yeah. the one that takes him down. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Um, he loses his power. Well, not, I don't know. Like he just gets real sick. Well, no. So basically he's trying to get to them. Oh, and that's what that was happening. they're pushing him away with the voodoo doll. <laughs> After the bite in the crotch, yeah. basically magic starts happening. Oh, that's right. And then he's pushed up against in front of the big church window and then is pushed through <sighs> it into a vortex and he disappears, gone forever. Yeah. Great stuff. Then Jennifer and Michael. Michael's like, so's about it. Jennifer's like, so's about it. They get married. Well, they don't get married. They reconcile and then they Oh, they get married. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. I'm not Presumably saying they get... at some point in the future they get married. Yeah, like 30 years later. I don't know. And then the three girls have a song saying about how, you know, I it, guess we're back where we started. It was me all along and I just needed to be... Yeah, so you know, they just go back it's... to being like town... We're extras. back where we no. started, but now we have self-assurance and confidence. And, and also... The, and still no one in the town to love, so And also enjoy. sisterhood is a, is a big thing in that final song. Yes. Is that they they have each other even without Daryl? So and then that's the end. That's the Not end, except good. for a tiny little epilogue where they're all kind of touching their bellies, saying, "Wait, were you thinking about Daryl? Were you thinking about Daryl? Were you thinking about Daryl?" And then booyah, pregnant. Bom bom bom. What? Maybe they're pregnant. Oh, maybe they're pregnant. Okay, I also have a question: Are the witches of Eastwick witches? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that is known by the town people or they all just suspect no, it? No, no. So they don't even know it. Um, in, uh, in the first song, when the storm comes in and breaks up the rally that yeah. they're singing and dancing at, yeah. that's the witches kind of like all focusing on like, I want this to end right now, please. And, it, and the storm comes and ends it. And then that's them casting huh. their first spell. And then huh. when But they don't realise that they've Yeah, done. and then when they're drinking martinis... Huh. Thinking about what man they want, that's them casting oh, their conjuring. second spell. Okay, conjuring all right, barrel. cool, good show then. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, you got it. 
Not so if you, if you want to know uh, a little bit more about the plot, you can watch the film, although it is a little different. The Jennifer and Michael no, business not. just doesn't no. really happen in the film. Um, and Daryl is explicitly the devil in the film. Yeah. 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 He turns into and a giant a lot, devil creature. Uh, he's a lot creepier and he's Jack like, Nicholson. He's Jack Nicholson. But <laughs> I've said the character in the musical has a lot more charm and showmanship. Yeah. Yeah. Well he's he's meant to be kind of like a Harold Hill, like mm. a like a salesman rather than like a just a creep that yeah. is in the film. Yeah. Um but so the I've, film is great. Susan Sarandon, Cher and Michelle Pfeiffer, I believe yep. are the three witches. It's not a musical, but it's real fun to watch. Mm. Yeah. All right, well, shall we move on to the music? Yes! All right, so the music of Witches of Eastwick. It doesn't have any lyrics, does it? Uh, (laughs) You might not think so. It should have had some. My bad. <laughs> okay, so uh, pleasing Miranda's everywhere. It has an overture. Woo! <laughs> uh, a classic overture, a little bit of everything in the show. And then we start with Eastwick Knows, which is basically an introduction to exactly Eastwick what Eastwick do, do, do. is. A super <laughs> small Midwest gossip fest of a town. Eastwick Correct. knows more than Eastwick needs to know. And it sets up Felicia as kind of, leading this this gaggle of women and the men being kind of subservient. Very pick a little, talk a little. Not the song, but, like, yeah. the gaggle. And so at the end of that, we have a thunderstorm which breaks up this, this parade that they start leading and the ladies go to Alex's house to have their regular Thursday night drinks. Uh, and I thought they all lived together. No, they each have their own house. <laughs> Uh, and this leads into Make Him Mine, which is each of the ladies kind of vocalising what they are looking for in a man um, or their fantasy of a man, so be it a knight on a white horse or someone who's good with his hands or a caveman who doesn't know Stalwart how to feel. And strong. Deliciously yeah. close harmonies. They, they each have very different ideas, and this is the first part where you get those those three three part. Lady harmonies, which are so pretty. <laughs> lady so harmonies. Lady, harmonies. <laughs> lady, lady <laughs> harmonies are so pretty. They were yeah. very good lady harmonies. Uh, so then we get, uh, after that, a little town. I is, love a little town. This is the Harold Hill moment. This ah, is. I believe you missed Eastwick Nose reprise, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. There's a lot of reprises. And, in fact, <laughs> Act 2 of this show is almost entirely Just reprises. Act 1 reprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think more than fifty-five, more than fifty percent reprise in Act Two. Um, Little Town is introduction of Daryl, where he comes in and he says, kind of trying to convince everyone and himself how much he loves the little town because he's come from New York City. Mm. Um, Or has he? Or has he? Uh, From a little town into Eye of the Beholder. So this next three songs. This song reminds me of uh, a like it should be the opening number of a James Bond film. Very yes. much so. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Shirley thank you. Bassey. Yeah. 
Goldfinger. This is this is Daryl seducing the leader of the trio, Alex, um, by. But she is a sculptress. My God! <laughs> My Look God. at you! Look at you! I'm sorry. Um, Steve, if you're listening to this, your My God, Look at You is going to be My God, Look at You in my head forevermore. <laughs> I can't remember how anyone else has ever done it. Uh, and so this is kind of a tango number while they're v- verbally sparring about, like, why or why not they should sleep together uh, or what they want out of a relationship. Mm. And it's a, it's a full-on tango. And it begins with the little uh, sort of, Prelude verse. I'm yes. sure there's a word for that that isn't prelude. Um, it, that he reuses with each of the three girls, which is word for word. Word for word. Word for word. Oh, are you asking? Yeah, that's me, to me do going. It? Which is word for word. Look at you. Uh the mystery, the majesty. No, the mystery. Oh, basically, yeah. says there's nothing that I could. You've got the score. <laughs> But and surrender to the glory of you. You're the only thing I yeah. want and need. And it's exactly the same thing to all three And it, straight after that, there's another little bit of a reprise as we change the set into Waiting for the Music, which is Jane, who is a cellist. Waiting for the music. Saying about how, using the metaphor of playing a cello as she's always been told that she is not to be passionate to be very, very on the note and play it exactly as it is written. Uh, so, But she wants to break free from that and have this. And so Daryl comes in and they play a duet, a mm. cello and violin duet, which is very uh, sexual by the end where she... <laughs> explodes in a manner of speaking, I believe is what it says in the score, Uh, as the music explodes and Jane in a fashion also. Yes. (laughs) Word for word what's in the score. And then we go to Suki, who is the mousiest of the three Mm. and is very also kind of very repressed and has trouble speaking her mind, but she writes it all down. She's She's a journalist. And so all Daryl has to do to get on her good side is is listen as she sings the most challenging song in the show, I would oh, say. Oh, my goodness, yes. Words, words, words. Look, I don't know. I don't know which would be harder. I think the patter song mm. is a challenge, but it's, you know, you'd get used to it. Okay, I'll, People I'll can learn patter. The most challenging in 24, in 24 hours. hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean... Suki's got to do the patter, but Jane's got to play the freaking cello. cello. Yeah, that's true. Got to look like she's playing the freaking cello. And can cello. I say, well, well, we made the choice, we, Zane, and uh, <laughs> Zane. the team made the choice to put her on stage and have very visible right behind her the actual cellist playing the the number. Yeah. So it was really important for her to have some synchronicity visually with what the actual cellist was doing. And she did an amazing really job. Really great job. I'm absolutely in awe of how she managed to do that. So and also in the very was it the made, first hour? Yeah, the, the first, first hour. The first hour they filmed the actual cellist playing it and every second she had she was watching it and she was doing it. Yeah. And I did that just so it amazing. could be very obvious when 
the music when the cello continued, but she kind of took the bow away and started singing and getting into the the orgasm moments. Yeah, is like where the music is no longer like physically being played. But I really, you know, there are no strings in the band. There are no strings in the band, but we need a cellist and a violinist <laughs> for this just one song. So, uh, words, words, words is an amazing patter song. Uh, and sorry, I jumped back. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, then we get into something, something which is, I guess, it's something. oh, the actual song. Okay, actual never mind. Song. And it's, I feel like. It is a perfect metaphor for those characters because they are just placeholders mm. for what love is meant to be, I guess, in yeah. in this show about what love probably shouldn't be. You called them beige to their face twice. Well, we used, <laughs> when we were casting, okay, like, so when we're harsh. casting 24 hour, we have to use uh, code language to talk about the characters in the casting process so that we don't accidentally slip. Um, <laughs> so you called them Beige 1 and Beige 2, did well, you? Beige and Beige. The, the, <laughs> entire, the entire cast had colour coding mm-hmm. and because of their role in the show in this, they, they're meant to be the boring yeah. characters as in – not. As in predictable, the had, predictable yeah. classic. No do, but do you know ro- what? Young romantic couple. Those two are the two that would be the main feature of any other musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's more a joke on that trope than it was funny than the actual actors or characters themselves. But the song "Something" is literally about them being unable to vocalize what they're feeling. It's like I feel, but also that something. it doesn't matter. Yeah, also that it doesn't matter because that's all they need. <laughs> yeah, they just they have something. It doesn't matter what it is; they have it. Now, after this song, word of the three ladies and Daryl has spread about the town, <gasps> and the ladies have something to say about it in "Dirty Laundry." Dirty laundry ladies. Yeah, are those the words? Are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Labelled hers and hers and hers and his. Didn't sing that bit. Wasn't meant to. Oh. <laughs> Good. Someone did. I know I heard it. Uh, Kim Brown. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and then after that we go into the ladies feeling I wish very empowered, very beautiful. They kind of swan onto stage singing about how I they feel that they've achieved everything that they want. And he's not perfect, but this is great. I can fly. I think if I talk over it, then, yeah, then it was twelve seconds. Is, it doesn't is, count. It doesn't count. <laughs> uh, and this is where they do their first bit of magic with Daryl, and then when Daryl shows them the flying, and that's where we the end flying. Act one. Well, it's it's actual and also metaphorical mm. taking flight. Amazing. I know, right? <laughs> All right. On to Act Two, the on tract again. The on tract. So uh, another straight into another night. Straight into another night of Daryl's, which is Alex's solo about how she's feeling sexy and very, (laughs) and that she's happy to to accept any. 
Miranda really wants to sing that song. Uh, so how she's feeling really empowered and hang the consequences. She's going to have fun, which is her and the girls enjoying their time at Daryl's. Question. Yes. yes. Is Alex the only one with two solos? Yes. Well, Eye of the Beholder is a duet. Yeah. It is, but it's like featured songs. She got two. Yeah, it is. And I honestly think that this it's one of those kind of politics of show writing sort of things where you they chose to have one of these women featured more than the others. Yeah. Um, well, she's she has Michael, the son, yes, so she has yeah. more connection to the rest of the cast. Yeah. Uh, then we go Dance of the Devil, which is Daryl. Dance uh, with the Devil. This dance is high the energy devil. dance number. The lady uh, likes to dance with the devil. Uh, so Daryl. Teaching Michael, essentially, but also. Yeah. Michael, Michael and Clyde specifically, but all the men in the town teaching them how to basically be the worst kind of men. So be the entitled, be the like um, demanding sexual gratification sort of men, because uh, so that's what the that's what the women like. Apparently, that's apparently. that's what this song is about, and this is the so, switch from Daryl because until now you've just seen him like wooing and courting women and being quite charming. It's only kind of when you see him in this in this scene with men that it kind of takes a bit of a turn, and it's kind of like, well, that's not. It's not exactly what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a dirty laundry in the first act is the entire female ensemble, and yep. then this is the entire male ensemble. The counterpart. The um, they they do have the women come in and dance, and in the script, it's what, what do they say? Like ghoulish versions ghoulish of versions. the female characters in the show. Yeah. We we went with miscellaneous stripper types. Yeah. Um, just because. Thank you. <laughs> We didn't have time to ghoul up our entire ensemble. Um, but that's an interesting. And then ghoul down. Um, but they do appear and do the dance break. And then at the end of the number, it's actually scripted in that, you know, there's the last beat of the song and there's a blackout. And then the lights come up and they're all in the same position, but all the women have gone. So it it is meant yeah. to be this sort in of magical. Heads. Yeah. Magic. So then we have uh, another night of Daryl's reprise, which is where the girls uh, do the magic that attacks Felicia. Mm. Yeah. Starts off with little girl as well. Yes. Singing her creepy yeah. creepiness, which then I guess foreshadows what's about to happen. Exactly yep. right. So this is where the magic actually starts to do some damage, uh, which leads directly into evil. Great which is song. Great song. Great, great song. song. Uh, great character. Felicia's Felicia number. is one, uh, like a really strong female villain. Um, and in this. It's, in- it's weird that she's the villain and she's the only one in the town who's actually correctly. Yes. Yeah. Recognizing what's happening. Yeah. yeah she's not. Yeah. She's not a villain. She's, she's not she's doing a job. She is a villain. She's the villain of the town before Daryl arrives. Which is yeah. so sad because, because she's, the she's fighting for what. Is actually right. Yeah. She's the villain for the three ladies. Yeah. For those, um, yeah. In the movie. For the witches. In the movie, it's even more so that she is not a villain. She is just, uh, just a woman who recognises the evil in Daryl and then is driven insane by Daryl. Mm. 
in this one, it's in in the musical, it's she is more of the she's more of what the women um, project onto her. Yeah, yeah. So, but this meltdown and her death is just hilarious and great. Yeah. Uh, to watch. And everyone wants to, you know, vomit up a few props in the middle of singing their big 11th yeah. hour number, yep. right? That's a <laughs> vocal health. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no choking hazards at all. When <laughs> uh, done safely, when done safely. Uh, so then we get Dirty Laundry reprise. Now, in this one, it has loose ends. In the Wikipedia, it does have loose ends. In the version that we had, we don't have loose ends. No. no. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> to so re- loose ends came out when it when it moved from. Yeah. It was still in at the end of the London. So if you if you click on the uh, link to the history live Facebook video that we did, um, I talk a little bit more about it. But the when it opened in London. Um, it had a particular song list and there were quite a few changes by the time we got to the end of that London run. At the end of the London run, Loose Ends was still in the show and can sometimes still be in the show. Um, But by the time it went to its next iteration and in the US, um, it was gone. Yeah. Is still on the original cast recording, though. Yes, and I Bless you. I recommend Sorry. people listening to it because the cast recording is Why? great. Uh, so we have the next two are a little town reprise, and I wish I may reprise. This is in the scene where Daryl is seducing Jennifer. Basically, he sings "I Love a Little Town" because it provides me all these women, and Jennifer's like, "I wish I may," kind of singing about what is happening to her before we go into. The glory of me, uh, which is Daryl's like, look at me. I'm great. <laughs> My God, look at me. Uh, so the glory of me is the replacement number. I am the man. Or I am the man. And in some versions that you can still pick up, the two songs are in the score as yeah. an optional choice. But, um, again, I Am The Man was in the beginning of that London run and by the time they got to the end they had moved to The Glory Of Me. I think The Glory Of Me is a better song for that point in the show. Yeah. It's um, it's bigger, it has a lot more ensemble and um, it it has more energy. Yeah. And I think going in this place when everything's wedding. just gone a little bit down and sour, um, having that – big lively number going into the wedding scene actually lifts the stakes again. Yeah. And my only my only justification for I am the man. Question. Yeah, okay. Before we keep calling it I am the man. Okay. Is it called Who's the Man? Oh, it is Who's the Man. Who's the Man? (laughs) I am the man. Yeah. Is the answer to the question. (laughs) Uh, who's the man? Uh my my argument for that one is that it is a very it it makes it very clear that Daryl is not the good guy now. In Glory of Me, it's still kind of like he's charming and selling himself still a little bit. Like it is there if you listen to it and 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 depending on how you stage it. Um, and I, I do agree that for this part of the show, you need the Glory of Me to kind of pick everything back up from yeah. where it's dropped, the energy is dropped. Yeah. And then we go straight into the wedding, which is just uh, the townsfolk kind of, celebrating the wedding before everything goes downhill mm. and the girls attack 
and Daryl gets sucked into a vortex all in this song. <laughs> and if you if you are doing the version with Glory of Me in it, there's um right at the end of the wedding, just before Daryl dies, is a teeny tiny little reprise of <laughs> Who's the Man? Who's the Man? <laughs> which you wouldn't pick up if you hadn't just seen that number in the show. So it's strange that they didn't change that when they put in Glory of Me, but there you go. After he dies, you have the something reprise, which is Jennifer and Michael reconciling. And then finally we have Look at Me, which is the three girls. My God. <laughs> Look at me. No, it's not, definitely not that. It's it's almost like it I wish a- I may again with different lyrics. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that is kind of it. Like now that Daryl's gone, it's the girls looking at themselves rather than Daryl looking at the girls. The end. The That's end. It. The end. Yeah. And um, there were a couple of other numbers that uh, were cut during that first um, run. Who's the man got replaced? Loose ends um, got cut. Oh, it says in here cut during previews in Australia. We had the second. Awkward. Australia did the, yeah. the second professional iteration, so yeah, it wow. didn't last after England at all. Um, but during previews, they cut what every woman wants. Uh, before the night, which I'm not sure where that would be, and what about the egrets? And I, I kind of think what about the egrets? Yeah, might have been a loss to the show, um, purely for egrets? entertainment points. But yeah, there all go. right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, take a break. We'll move on to cast. All right, who has been in this show? Me. Yeah, it's true. Well, Julie Eisenberger has been in it. So, of course, we ha- we haven't gone to Broadway. So we'll do the original London, and I guess we'll touch on Australia. Oh wow! Yeah, because we have the second. Give it a little touchy. <laughs> a little touch. Uh, so, <laughs> Daryl Van Horn, Ian McShane, uh, and then as Alex, Jane, and Suki, uh, respectively, were Lucy Arnaz, Joanna Riding, and Maria Friedman. We have Rosemary Ash as Felicia Gabriel, uh, Stephen Tate as Clyde Gabriel, Caroline Sheen as Jennifer Gabriel, and Peter Jerbach as Michael Swafford. He has umlaut over his O, so I think it's Jerbach. Good. Who uh, knows? <laughs> he G- probably does. G. Williams, that's a fun name, as Fidel, and Sarah Lark as the little girl. Fun. So I don't really recognize many of those. Maria names. Freeman is the only one that I yeah as, recognized. As there were um, a few changes in the year after it opened. Mm. Um, Ian McShane left the cast. This is the original cast recording is as said, but uh, just after that recording was released um, in two thousand and one, Clark Peters took over for Ian McShane as Daryl. And Josephine Gabriel and Rebecca Thornhill replaced Alex and Suki. Yeah. But Joanna Riding stayed with the show. Hmm. Good on you, Joanna. She got an Olivia Award nomination. A nomination? Joanna Riding. Good on her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she won. I mean, <laughs> All right. Uh, so in Australia, uh, we had the first international production. Uh, we the also Princess had the Theater. first amateur production. We, we love this show. Australia... Which is the Beast Week. <laughs> well, we didn't, yeah. We didn't <laughs> love it, which was part of the problem. But, yeah. Shh. We love it. So at, and yeah, that's all that matters. Theater in Melbourne. So Daryl Van Horn was Paul McDermott. 
He's, um, that would have just been Paul McDermott playing himself, and I'm okay with it. Having listened to some of the songs, it is just it's Paul McDermott 100% playing himself. 100% Paul like, McDermott. And just those times when his Australian accent peeks through, it's just so... Peaks. What do you mean peaks? <laughs> well, Bulldozers through. Yeah, sometimes he's doing an American accent and sometimes it's just not there at all. <laughs> um, but we have Marina Pryor, Angela Tui and Pippa Grandison as Jane, Alexander and Suki respectively uh, with Sabrina Batchen uh, as the little girl. And she was a future finalist of Australian Idol senior, season seven. So... Season Buck, seven, though. Bucking, was anyone still watching? Bucking the trend of... <laughs> no, she was in theatre em- first. <laughs> yeah, being employed in theatre after being on Australian Idol. She <laughs> was employed in theatre before. So, yeah, I think th- those are the main names. And Matt Lee. Matt Lee? Matt Lee played Michael Spofford. Oh, Matt yes. Lee. Well done. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> All right, so that's 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 it for cast. It's super short cast because it, again, like this show, it is gone we, around you, the world. Like there have been huge productions. in the Czech Republic. Well, Brazil, Austria, Norway. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And if you go to the Wikipedia and look at the cast list for each of these shows, they list everyone by character name because every person in the ensemble has, has a, a character, character name. name. So. Everyone gets a mention. I love that. <laughs> There's no just, and then these other people were in the ensemble or we're not going to bother yeah. mentioning them. Everyone's there. Yeah. I like that. I like that too. Let's bring that back. Broadway, Julie, can yeah. you write Broadway a letter, please? Yeah. Dear, Dear dudes. <laughs> we'll stop. <laughs> the US premiere just briefly in Arlington, Virginia. That's not um, Broadway. No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Hadn't been there. Uh, Mark Kudish as Daryl Van Horn, Emily Skinner as Alex, Christine Knoll as Jane, and Jacqueline Peter Donovan as Suki Rouchemont, Carla Hamilton as Felicia, Harry A. Winter as Clyde. He must be related to you, Zane C. Weber. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> James Gardner as Michael, and uh, a whole bunch of other people as other people. How bunch? I'll tell you, who played, what was your role? You'll tell us, will you? Yeah. (laughs) Gina. Gina Marino. Tammy Roberts played Gina. There you go. Just as famous then. Yeah, as Julia (laughs) wasn't right. All right. Okay. Okay. let's, Let's take a break. We'll come back and we will talk about, is it lessons first? No, it's top five lists. Casting. It's Dreamcast. I feel like I've already done that, but let's do it anyway. All right, so who's in the dream cast for this 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 undiscovered gem of a musical? Daryl Van Horn, Zac Efron. Uh, oh. Correct. Yes. Good choices. Yeah. I think. I think. Great he, times. I, mm, mm. I don't know how I feel about it. I th- just because you haven't seen it happen doesn't mean it can't. I True. I have seen him sing and try and be charming, and I am not charmed by Zac Efron. But I don't think Daryl Daryl is a dark kind of charming, not a youthful charming. Yeah, and I, I'm I think Zac still plays on youthfulness, even though he's starting to be not youthful. I don't know. I'm just waiting for the Ted Bundy movie to come out, and then I think I'll be able to change your mind. <laughs> Everything will okay. change. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to uh, like I I like Brian Darcy. 
Ryan Darcy James for for Daryl. I think he's too old. I think Daryl. I, I think Daryl. You have a big range to play. You could play a younger guy right up to like an, a 50, 60 year old guy. I think you could mm. play. Um, Please just never. Depends how old you go with the women too. Yeah, very much. Your so. witches. Um, well, let's talk about the witches. The witches. I would love Audra McDonald as Alex. Yes, me too. I would. I would thoroughly enjoy that. Um, I, it's an, it's an older version ish. Yes, it is. Um, (laughs) but as Angela Lansbury, no, oh, (laughs) so (laughs) rude. Too old, too old. (laughs) No, Angela Lansbury, Julie Andrews. Um, no, uh, as either Suki or Jane, I think I would go Suki. That's words, 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 isn't it? Yes, words, yes. Words, 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 words. So I would go Jane Krasinski. Krasinski. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fine. Because, again, I, think, <gasps> I yes. think with the girls, you do have a little bit of an age range to um, play with. Like, they don't have to be all mid-30s. Because Alex is aged as 36 yeah. in, in the script. But uh, and both then Jane and Suki are not. You could have a, a Jane as, like, Laura Benetti. Benetti? Yeah. I, I mean, I know what Julie's going to say, but as Jane, I think Sutton Foster would be funny. Yeah. Just with, with – all right. Well, okay, well, let's get more creative. I didn't say <laughs> anything. Yeah, um, no, nothing was said. Um, I like an Amy Adams for Suki. Okay. Cute. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. Well, what about, what about as the big character, Felicia? Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch. That is a Felicia. It's a very different Felicia than what I was imagining, but that it's would be very, very like, fun. That would be fun. I, I want to see a quite masculine. Yeah, that would be fun. And that makes sense too for, to having that Felicia. really weak Clyde. Yeah. To play that yeah, way. about the gender roles. Like I would... when, I, when I first thought about it, I thought Cher because Cher is with the original <laughs> Alex I would love Cher to do the Broadway version as Felicia. As Felicia. Yeah. But having said that, then you could tick down the list like Patty Lapone or Bernadette Peters. I would like um Alison Janey. That oh, is a, yeah. that is another That'd name. be a great yeah. one. Too. Yeah. She's like a very viable one. But see, even <laughs> even like she could play uh any of the Felicians. Like I think you could fill out the cast with these these older I mean, it depends how much money you got, really. Yeah. Well, this is a dream cast. We've got all the money. That's true. All, all the of the money. Um, because I think Kristen Chenoweth wouldn't make a great Felicia, but she mm. would make uh, I forget. A lesbian Clyde. Placard. <laughs> um, uh, Greta. Belinda. No, um, no, no, no. Brenda. 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 She would make a great Brenda. Yeah. So... <laughs> She would, yeah. Actually, yeah. All right, I, I think. We, yeah. no, no one have any other strong opinions? What nah. about a Michael or a Jennifer? It doesn't matter. Beige and beige. I mean, if we have to put Zach somewhere, he has to be Michael, I think. But I if you want to get his shirt off, then that's the role that really gets his shirt off. Daryl isn't really a uh, like a, that kind of sexual energy. At Michael least- takes his shirt off. He could in oh. Dance, of, Dance the of the Devil. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I just had a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, I was just thinking. No, never mind. No, <laughs> no it's gone. It's I mean, gone. there is one name that like, should be put in there because she would be great as Alex. And it's a bit of a cliche because she's so popular now, but Adina, I think Adina would do Alex justice. You know what? I mean, just I get th- all the people who've ever played Alphabet and put them in as the three. <laughs> That's the only way you're going to get yeah. Adina to blend. So, yes, you're going to have to. <laughs> but, it, yeah, um, I just think it might be interesting if you look at it from the pers- perspective of, okay, we're going to remake the, f- the movie from the musical. Yeah. And you filled it out with a quite a popular music kind of cast, whether you'd get like Beyonce and, and oh, wow. stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Like no. Whether whether <laughs> the show no. could work from no. from that <laughs> modernized perspective. Please don't. <laughs> don't touch those beautiful harmonies. Don't touch the beautiful harmonies. Well they're kind of pop yeah. sen- Sensical harmony. Yes, but as soon as they read them, they'll be like, oh, you know what this needs? A sick riff. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe the show survives that. It didn't survive enough to be on Broadway, Miranda. <laughs> I mean, that's what Broadway wants now. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. It's turned into a rap musical. Dear what about, what about Miranda? What as... about, speaking of rap musicals, what if we put in Lynn, uh, Lynn Manuel as Miranda Darryl? as Daryl? That's what I was literally just saying when you interrupted me. To say that. Sucker. That would be a real. That would be really interesting. I've ne- I've never kind of experienced Lin Manuel as like seedy, so I think that'd be interesting. I feel he, like he's always, always seedy. <laughs> in, in the Heights, he was kind of he was the the bright eyed. Sort of went Lin Manuel Miranda for um, and then like Leah Michelle and all those people who are just like sort of on the cusp. Of awfulness. <laughs> <laughs> Between music theatre and, and pop. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that would be interesting as well. Yeah, anyway, throwing right. it out there. You can feel free to comment about how awful that would be. Miranda, stop talking. Uh, let's move on to the next section. All right, if Witch of Eastwick appears on any top five list, which top five list does it appear on? Top five flying musicals. Oh, you missed the best opportunity for a nice little pun there. He said it twice in the intro. What? Top five witch musicals. Which musical? Which musicals? Which musical? Which musicals? Yeah, but which ones? Which musicals? Who's on second? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, flying, flying musicals. Top That's five devil musicals. Yep. Top five supernatural musicals. I, I think that's stretching a little bit because there's a lot of musicals that have like magic. Because you, you even you've got Aladdin, you've got Little Mermaid. That's true. Got, that's so yeah. true. Didn't think of that. Scrap that. How many shows have like a requirement for things bursting into flame on stage. Was that a requirement? It's scripted. Yeah. That the sign explodes <laughs> into flame. This show just has like, and then magic happens. What did you guys do? No explanation. No explanation for how. What did you guys do when you read that that cue, sign explodes into flames? Did you go, we went, wee <laughs> Oh, I would have gone, <sighs> no, no. no. It, was a, it was an interesting challenge yeah. and it was part of what we wanted to take on is we wanted. Special effects. We wanted to take tech to the next level we felt like we'd sort of 
we made something happen the first year. We got the <laughs> cast together the second year and then we wanted the tech to really step up this year. So Flame was we, going to be. We're going to call that a solid C effort this year. <laughs> <laughs> like we got something to happen. We didn't, but we got about half of what we wanted to happen to happen. Mm. Um, Possible. Yeah. Top five female trios. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't flesh out the list, but yeah. Well, nine to five. Stop it. Another, it's uh, another good one. The trio <laughs> in Little Shop. Trio in Little Shop, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm sure there are others like uh, Dream Girls. I guess it's, it's that the whole show is, is whether it's three or four. Mm. Is, yeah, but uh, yeah. Um, uh, top five female villains. Like you've got Ursula. I would put right at the I top of the know. list. I don't know whether I feel comfortable calling about her a villain. Just straight out saying Felicia is a villain. I do that she serves that purpose for much of the show, True. but she's not a villain. Her intentions aren't evil. No. Her intentions evil? are for the side of good. <laughs> and, and it is kind of like her death is when you switch around and realise that she wasn't the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, that okay. song no, is good. when you switch around and yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, when you see her suffering. How bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. Top five best uses of a recurring line in the dialogue. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. My God. My God. Look, Look at, at you. you. <laughs> yeah. I could definitely see that. Uh, top five uh, lead cello solos. <laughs> <laughs> what about top five on stage instruments? So that, fiddle on the roof, others, probably music men. I don't know. There are trombones <laughs> on stage. <laughs> I'm uh, guessing now. There's a whole band, marching band in Legally Blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, mm, there's got to be plenty more. Um, I just thought of something and now it's gone. It's gone. I think what we'll do is like if you have more, listen <laughs> listen to it and find out. And we're going to throw Top it. Top five ensembles as in like yeah. because yeah. that ensemble is fleshed out. It, yeah, fleshed out, like all with names, all with interrelationships, all with yep. opinions about each other, like in this, it's not in the actual like what the people say script, but it's in the beginning character description. So yeah. weird. <laughs> so, so weird. Uh, it, oh. it was, it's odd. It's a really yeah. odd thing to read. Top five, um, I don't know, most poorly published sets of scores and scripts. Poorly okay, so published. When you, poorly published. Hmm. When you pick up the script for this show, it has no scene breaks. Good. There's no scene numbers throughout this entire Great. show. The script That's just starts true. and it really poorly And then edited. there's a an interval and then there's an end. The Look. script doesn't match the vocal book in literally the same publication. Miranda, I'm gonna put that on the <sighs> on on the company that, that gave us the rights because because I'm working with the same company on something else and that is also missing just giant bits of script and score and uh, the conductor's score is not the same Scores as the vocal the score. And All I was right. like, yeah, All right, let's let's take a break. If you have more top fives that should appear on because we know we're missing some, just comment on Facebook or on, on the website and uh, we will we'll talk to you there. Let's go on to the lessons we learned. What lessons did you learn 
from Witches of Eastwick? Me specifically? Well, both of you at the table. <laughs> oh, I did that for a solid 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> don't conjure the devil. Just don't do it. It's not going to work out. I don't think they meant to do it. Don't accidentally conjure the devil. Okay, try to act, try to stop. Actively stop yourself okay. from conjuring the devil at all times. If you think you can cast spells, don't conjure the devil. <laughs> right, I think we've got it covered. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I guess there's got to be something about Felicia. Felicia has a really interesting track. I guess listen to people no matter <laughs> how much you dislike them. They might actually they might be, right. be right about evil taking over the town. Or just okay, so that I thought general. yeah, okay, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> following. No one listened to Felicia because she had such a bad reputation of just being one of the everyone to be in charge. everyone in the town loved Felicia and really looked up to Felicia and let her run everything until the influence of Daryl sort of snuck in yeah. and undermined her. And that was only then the men that were okay. Well, don't trust charming newcomers without checking out what check their about. references. Yeah, seriously, check their references. Check the <laughs> references. Um, if you're going to take on a show in which <laughs> people have to fly, um, have a fly tower. Have a fly tower. Ah. <laughs> uh, I would also say um, friends are more important than romantic partners. Yeah. I think that's something that this this musical puts out there. Oh. Put your faith okay. in the sisterhood. I'll give that yeah. a go. <laughs> Got that, Julie? Yeah. Put your faith in the sisterhood. If I had a dollar for every time you just cancelled plans for me to go off romping about with your latest boy toy. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think I'd even have one dollar. So, um, <laughs> so unfortunate for all of us. Um, look, there's a lot in there. I'm sure that there is, but it's mostly pretty obviously just about don't be a dick. <laughs> Most musicals are, but it's it's good it's mm, good to reiterate it. Some of yeah. them are about being a dick, and dick wins. Oh. Um, as far as the three girls go, the lesson that they come away with at the end um, is I think really that all that power was within them, mm. all of that confidence was within them. It was there the whole time. They just needed to to believe in themselves enough to find it themselves. Yeah, well, they, it's really Daryl recognising that power that gave them the – yeah, but we don't need no man to validate and that, that's us. That's right. Like, okay? why do you need? Why did you need Daryl to come along? Why couldn't you do that for each other? And I think that's what the final song is about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think martinis were doing it before Daryl. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Martini validation. Martini validation. Um, and there's the uh, possible. Oh, whoops! Maybe we're pregnant at the end. Maybe there's a small message in there about you know, safe but sex. If it's not on, it's not on. Um. <laughs> It's true. You can't get pregnant to the devil if you if you wear a condom. You might be That's able right. to. We don't know. Maybe <laughs> they true. did. We, don't we know. still don't know. Science <laughs> has yet to answer that question. And on that note. <laughs> on that note, we'll take a break. We'll come back with our favorite. All right. Thanks for joining us again, everyone, on this 
host only episode on this maybe post traumatic host only episode. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we if we've be... been talking slowly, it's because we're still tired <laughs> and um, English, apparently. <laughs> We will get back to our regular programming uh, next next week. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to have a look at some of our past episodes, you can just on any any podcast aggregator, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, we are available there. You can find us on a website, that's not kind of productions.com forward slash MTMEIK. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash musical store me everything I know, on Twitter at musicals teach me. Or if you have something very specific to talk to us about, you can email us at musicalstaughtmepodcast at gmail.com. Even if you don't, just send us an email anyway. Just like like what you're doing, guys. Give me some Thanks light rating. Lessons. Uh, and if you're, you want some extra content <gasps> that we put on our Patreon, <gasps> you can give us a couple dollars a month and you will get that. At patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. And we're looking at kind of upping our game on Patreon in the next couple of months. So there will be a bit more going out to people. So thank you to all oh our patrons who have already sponsored us. And yeah, join that exclusive club. Yeah. So thanks for being with me, girls. Oh, you're so welcome. And uh, I look forward to next week. And I have been Zane C. Weber with me. Miranda Selwood. And Julia Eisentrager. And we'll catch you next time, everyone. mothership and pray to god that it works no none of these ideas are going to work i've got it what we need to do is tell every citizen to leave their homes naked and just tell them to have sex with toasters in the street the aliens will be so confused they'll just sort off if you'd like to see the alternate takes on political issues ranging from big to small subscribe to a new world order podcast at www.thatsnotkindofproductions.com forward slash a new world order Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.